Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hello, everybody, all my friends, everyone listening. I hope you are having a fabulous day, afternoon, night, wherever the fuck you are. Welcome to Sophia with an F. Before I jump into this episode, if you could just do a little something like subscribe, throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. Okay. That's all you got to do. And that's all I'm going to ask for. I am recording from my bed. I have never done that. I've always wanted to. And finally, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going through this transition right now in my career. And if I want to record from my fucking bed in my PJs, which by the way, I really can't believe I'm actually rocking this right now. I am wearing bubblegum pink silk pajamas and they are a pajama set and they do have feathers and I have a sleeping mask on just for like good measure, you know, just to like really hit it home that like I am recording from bed and I am that bitch. Although just quick side note, silk pajamas No one actually wears that shit to sleep. No one. I mean, I've seen people wear it on TV. I've seen people pretend to wear silk PJs to bed. That shit is not comfortable. If you wear any kind of pant to bed, there is something wrong with you. Underwear and a t-shirt. That is the that is the only acceptable thing or naked. But I always get scared like a spider's going to crawl up my vagina. Don't ask me why. But anyways, guys, I am recording solo this week. The holidays are over. It's the new year. We are five days in to 2023. Let's talk about the fact that it's 2023 and I want to throw up because how the fuck, like, how has it been a year? I have been getting emails from my building manager or the owner of my apartment asking me to re-sign the lease and saying like, now is the time if you want to. Basically, my lease is up in a couple months. I haven't even mounted my TV I haven't even hung up my paintings. I haven't even finished furnishing my apartment. How the fuck are you going to come and tell me that my lease is up? But I I love the new year. Well, okay. Actually, that's a lie. I'm a little bit torn. I hate the after holiday feeling because to me, it's kind of like... There's all this buildup and lead up to the holidays. And then once all of that shit is over, I kind of assume the snow, the dreary weather and like the cold are also done. It's like once the holidays end, it should be spring. And I am starting a petition so that the holidays uh, happen towards the end of the winter season because it's kind of fucked up. What do I have to look forward to? Valentine's Day? Uh-huh. Yeah, great. That's what every fucking girl who has no idea what she's doing in her dating life. Yeah, let me really look forward to that. 
But on the flip side, the new year, it it does make me really excited because it kind of gives me this sense of a fresh start. Let's regroup. Let's think about, you know, how we want to go into this new year. Not that I'm not constantly every single day, like telling myself that, Hey, Sophia, how can you do better? Constantly setting goals for myself, but something about the new year, it, it gives a facade that now you get to start on a clean slate. And you know what? I'm going to live in that facade. Even if it's not real, I'm going to fucking live there. And I like it. I really do. Then comes the new year's resolutions, right? And it's like, what are you going to quit or what are you going to start doing consistently for the year? I was thinking about this. I can't think of one New Year's resolution that I have completed. No one has ever stuck to a New Year's resolution for a full year. Nobody. And if you think you have and you want to prove me wrong, you better have fucking proof. I'm talking 365 days a year. So you don't get Sundays off. No one, I have never stuck with the New Year's resolution that long in my life. Not even that long. I usually only last like a, a week or two, but I think that's probably has more to do with my goals and what kind of goals I set. I'm out here with goals like, okay, so by 2024, you are going to be a billionaire. You are going to be married to the best, hottest guy ever. You're going to be the star in a movie and you're going to have three dogs and you're going to somehow have already had eight kids. Your baby weight, you just bounce back and you're sexy as fuck. And you're also 25. Like I need to learn how to set realistic goals Not that those things are not realistic, like catch me in the next fucking Scorsese film. Remember, I just said it here first. Watch out. You're going to remember this moment. But I need to learn to set goals that are doable because I do remember my mom said last year her resolution was to make her bed every day and she stuck to it. Which I am pretty sure I've gone into that lady's room and her bed has not been made, but you know what? Who am I to challenge her? Um, The other thing, dry January. Who is doing dry January? Because I am doing it. Sophia is fucking doing dry January. I know it's the craziest thing ever. And I think I'm going to need a support group. And when I say dry January, I'm talking about alcohol, right? Like, I'm not going to cut everything out. I mean, let's, it's exactly, we are setting realistic goals and I am setting a realistic goal with myself for dry January. It means no alcohol. The other shit is fair game. You know what I mean? But you start small. It's like the elimination diet. The alcohol goes first and then all of the other you know, illegal substances I consume or things I consume that are bad for me, I'm just going to eliminate them one by one. And then I'll be able to see which ones are hurting me or which ones are helping me. Maybe, you know, come February, I'll be like, damn, alcohol really makes me that bitch. And I need to stay on the juice. (laughs) Every AA person listening to this really wants me dead. Obviously, joking. We all know that alcohol is toxic and very bad for you and makes you age quickly and da 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 da. But um, dry January, four days, five days. Wow, I'm actually really proud of myself. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, guys, so let's jump in to the episode by talking about more drugs, actually. And I'm so fucking excited to talk about this. I'm going to like fucking maneuver and readjust my body because I am in bed and I am getting cozy drinking my fucking chamomile tea over here. Look at me. I'm like a different bitch. I really have changed. Just throw a fucking different number at the end of the year and I become a new bitch. I like this version of myself. Ask me in two weeks from now. So... I was kind of roasted by my family on last week's episode. And 
we were talking about what our resolutions should be. And my mom really hit home that I need to get my anxiety under control. And then after we recorded that episode, it was like this whole fucking thing. And she was like, no, Sophia, you don't take it seriously, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, everybody has anxiety, mom. And it became a whole thing. But the whole reason I bring that up is after she brought up the anxiety comment to me, I was scrolling Instagram and this Instagram ad popped up and it shows a video of this girl and she has a smile on her face and she lays on the couch in like this furry blanket and puts an eye mask over her eyes and kind of like me right now. And it was an ad for ketamine. I'm sorry, what? Are we talking about the same K that, you know, I took at fucking Coachella three years ago? Okay, that's very interesting. But then the next day, my mom starts talking to me about the whole anxiety thing and how my cousin is undergoing this (laughs) ketamine. Hold on, guys. (laughs) I'm going to tell you why I'm laughing in a second. She tells me that my cousin is undergoing this ketamine treatment or is about to. She didn't say ketamine. What she actually said was I should really look into getting keratin treatments for my anxiety. (laughs) Keratin. K-E-R-A-T-I-N, as in the hair treatment you get at the fucking salon that makes your hair soft as fuck. It was one of her funnier jokes, even though she was dead serious and she thought it was keratin, but she meant to say ketamine. So after she told me this, I went and called my cousin to get the DL on this shit. And I asked her a bunch of questions that I want to share with you guys. I want to do this shit. I am ready and willing to fucking try this because you know what I can tell you? I have tried ketamine before and it was not for my anxiety. I can tell you that, which by the way, I don't actively do this. I think the last time I tried this, it was such a bad experience. I was like, hell no. I lost all motor skills, you guys. And that happens every single time. I can't speak. I try to talk and either nothing comes out of my mouth or it's complete gibberish. And I start to freak out. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't want to discourage anyone from trying it, but as a party drug, I'm going to give ketamine a three to four out of 10. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's fun. It just makes me feel weird. But if a medical professional is administering it, maybe, you know, that could be a different story. But also stay away from drugs in general because fentanyl is fucking all over the place and don't even get me started on that shit. excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm Mm-mm-mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set, you'll be at the gym later that day. No question. 
my Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Back to my point. When I first heard of ketamine, I remember everyone referring to it as a horse tranquilizer. So I was over here a little bit confused how all of a sudden this horse tranquilizer is going to make everyone happy and feel better and it's going to have a therapeutic effect. So I reached out to my cousin to kind of understand like how this treatment goes down, what her situation was with it. And she gave me the lowdown and it is very fucking interesting. And I'm signing up for it right after this episode. I'm not even kidding. So my cousin has suffered or has dealt with ED for, I mean, I guess as long as I can remember that does not stand for erectile dysfunction, okay? It stands for eating disorder, and she has really struggled with it her whole life. And I think when people hear the term eating disorder, they automatically think anorexia nervosa or bulimia, and they don't think about the other part that can be an eating disorder, which is overeating, binge eating. And that's kind of the realm that my cousin has been in where she feels like she cannot control her thoughts or actions when it comes to food. This doctor that she speaks to ends up um, telling her, okay, I heard you. Nothing has been working. You've tried everything. And my cousin has tried fucking everything. She's gone to nutritionists, the best of the best. She's been put on medication. She's done all the things. She's, you know, eaten healthy, had a good workout regimen. Like I've seen my cousin do all of these things. And she said this was the first dude who actually spoke to her in a way that resonated with her. And that she she felt there was a breakthrough, like, oh, my God, maybe now I can finally get help. So this is what the doctor told her. He said, I'm not going to prescribe you anything or tell you to eat this or that or even talk to you about your diet because I know that won't work. Which is a little bit alarming. I've, I've never heard of a fucking doctor, you know, saying that. And he basically said, I want you to start ketamine therapy. You need to be taken out of your own body and you need to have an aerial view of yourself in a discussion group and you need to disassociate. And I was a little bit taken aback. I mean, can you imagine your fucking doctor saying, hey, um, I have a solution. You need to trip balls. And that's the only thing that's going to save you. I believe in this shit. Hi, I've been talking about ayahuasca for how fucking long, for how many years. I am a firm believer in this. This makes me feel more comfortable than the ayahuasca thing, right? Because ayahuasca, you're going to Peru, you're doing it with a bunch of people you don't know, and there's a shaman. 
and you're drinking like dark gunk and you throw up and you shit your pants. This ketamine situation, though, seems kind of like a lovely uh, middle ground between taking, I don't know, antidepressants, anti-anxiety pills and flying to fucking Peru and going on a three day bender trip on ayahuasca. I'm loving this ketamine idea. I sound like the biggest ketamine advocate in all of New York right now. I don't fucking know. It just, it makes sense to me. And what I love about it is the results that I've read. After one session, 75 to 80% of people who did this ketamine session one time felt better. 75 to 80% of the participants compared to more traditional medications for depression, which tend to have a 35 to 40% success rate. So this shit is no joke, not to mention antidepressants. What you have to be on those shits for, I mean, I used to take them. I don't know if it's different now, but you have to be on that shit for a month or two before it starts working. This is one session and you're feeling better. <laughs> Again, only do this with a licensed professional, okay? You can't just, you know, go out, ask fucking your local drug dealer for some ketamine and do it yourself. No, it doesn't work that way. But thank God it's only one session because... I read that it's up to $900 a session, okay? So it's not the cheapest shit ever, but I mean, 900 bucks if you only need to do it once and maybe just kind of tune it up a little bit. I'm imagining it like laser hair removal. It's like you get it done, you know, the five, six times you're good to go. And then you just tune it up every now and then. And I'm fucking here for it. And for everyone who rolled their eyes at me about the ayahuasca shit and said I was fucking crazy for doing that. Watch. Let's see how long it takes for ayahuasca, a.k.a. DMT, to enter the medical field and be you know, the next fucking ketamine treatment. The weird thing though about this ketamine therapy shit is A, the fact that I saw an ad for it on Instagram and the way they market it. It was really like every Instagram ad I've ever seen for any influencer trying to sell a smoothie, a, you know, skinny time tea, whatever, hair gummies, hair vitamins. It was marketed exactly like that. And this bitch was doing the treatment at home, which is an option. You can do it at home, I guess. But this fucking ad, it was wild. Instagram guidelines. So when this girl talks about doing K with a sleeping mask and a little cardigan on, that's fine because she's doing it on behalf of mental health. But when I talk about doing K off a countertop at a house party, my shit gets taken down. Okay, that sounds fair. Mm-hmm. And that's me telling a story. This bitch over here, I could have clicked on the link and gotten K fucking sent straight to my house. Obviously, I'm being a little bit dramatic, but still, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's just, it's not fair. I really, Instagram, I'm sorry, I do love you, but for real, you guys, I one time had a post up where I talked about how I used to take Molly and that shit got taken down and almost got me kicked off Instagram forever. First of all, Molly, that's not, I didn't say MDMA, I didn't say ecstasy. I didn't say any of that. I said Molly, which is the name of a fucking person. So that's A. B, get off my fucking back. There, there can be ads for ecstasy and MDMA, but I can't talk about how I've tried it before. And okay, whatever. 
Instagram, I love you. Just kidding. I really need to stop complaining about the the bigger fish in the sea, you know? Like Jeff Bezos, I need to leave alone. Mark Zuckerberg, I need to leave alone. But I'm just, I'm the voice of the people and I can't stop and I won't stop. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt honestly come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salute knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized, I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and strawberry margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Let's move on. And this is going to be a big fucking swerve, okay? With the new year coming and me changing and just becoming this new bitch, I'm also a woman in politics, an activist, equal rights, and you guessed it, prison reform. (laughs) Prison reform. Mm -hmm, You heard that correctly. 
So my friend texted me and Kiana, actually. Her name's Bree. Hi, Bree. And she texted in the group chat. And it was a picture of this dude, shirtless. He had a six pack. He looked hot as fuck. And she asked us if it would be weird to become pen pals with someone on death row. (laughs) So that's not what I was expecting when she sent the picture. Although my friend Bree is fucking insane. This was like even over the top for her to receive that question Would it be weird to become pen pals with someone on death row? So I asked her to further explain herself. And apparently she found this guy off of this website and everyone needs to grab a pen or a pencil and paper and grab your friends and tell them they're having a sleepover because this website is unreal and it's going to be your new favorite place. Okay, The website is www.writeaprisoner.com. Writeaprisoner.com. Very straightforward, very simple. This is where she found this dude that she's wondering like, uh, hi, this guy's hot. Yes, he's behind bars, but like, should I do it? Is it kind of fun? Something different? I told her to fucking go for it. Like as someone who has been formerly incarcerated and I know who I am as a person, I would fucking date me behind bars, in front of bars, at the bar. I, you need, you should be able to give people a chance. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? You don't know their situation. Now I'm really on my activist shit. Once you speak, to a lot of these people in the prison system and they explain to you why they did something, it makes sense. It's not okay because it's illegal, but it it starts to make sense, okay? But after I told her to fucking go for it, I thought for a second and I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why is this guy in prison? You know, like... (laughs) What were the charges? I think we need to know the charges before we decide if you're going to be fucking flat Stanley friends or not writing to each other back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Because I can forgive a lot of things. There are certain crimes that um, I don't care how hot you are. I don't care when you're getting out. I don't care if you are on the fucking honor roll, best behaved list that they have at the county jail. I will not be your pen pal. (laughs) I love how I'm talking about this. Like I'm actually like, this has been my experience and I'm dating someone in prison. It wouldn't be that far off. I mean, if you look at some of my exes, like, yeah, they they probably absolutely belong uh, in jail. But anyways, I was like, girlfriend, what, what are the charges against this guy? And Just like that, I was back on Capitol Hill. And by that, I mean, I was sitting in my bed with my nightlight doing a deep dive. And I know how to do this very well, by the way. I'm a vet at figuring out what charges were given to what person and how to find their mugshot and yada, 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 because I've been that bitch. You know what I mean? I've had to search high and low, side to side, left to right, to find my mugshot. It's actually a great story that I'll tell one day. So turns out this dude is in jail for drug trafficking and possession of a firearm. I mean, it could be worse. It it really could be worse. He's a protector, hence the possession of a firearm and a provider, hence the drug trafficking. That's what I took from it. So I was like, girlfriend, by all means, pen pal away. Isn't that the only thing they're good for anyways? Protect and provide drug trafficking and possession of a firearm. That is fine by me. We don't have domestic violence on there. We don't have murder on there. We don't have all the other things on there. Like I can deal with those. That's okay. So then I decided to check this website out myself and I was on that shit for, 
I kid you not, three hours just sifting through thousands of men who are incarcerated and just looking for a little loving. And I can't believe this shit is real. And it's the most entertaining thing ever. And I mean, okay, so this is how this website works. And let me break it down. You go to the website and there's a database and you can choose state. You can choose an inmate that you can fucking jump in your Subaru and go visit over the weekend. If he's allowed visitors, I'm not sure his situation, but you choose the state, sexual identity, gender, ethnicity, and even choose how many years they're doing. You can, you can select which prisoner you want to talk to by how many years they have left on their sentence. Okay, so do you want someone with a life sentence so you never have to worry about them? And it's like, oh, cool, I can just talk to them. I'll never have to deal with them in person. Or do you want someone who could potentially walk out of there, you know, within a year or two and you guys can start your life together? I mean, is there anything more romantic? You started talking by writing love letters, essentially, to each other, dear John letters. That's what you're going to tell your kids one day. Daddy and I uh, met and we couldn't touch each other or, you know, fuck each other on the first date like people from our generation were doing. And we just had to write love letters to each other back and forth. It's like some shit from wartime. It's fucking hot. The choice is fucking yours, baby girl. You can pick whatever you want. You can even choose your age range from 18 to 99, which I thought 99 was very interesting. Like there are people that live past 100, even in prison, but it's like you got to pick whatever you want in a man. (sighs) So guys, everyone needs to check out the website. Honestly, for me, I'm looking for a mob boss around the age of 75, maybe 80, some Anna Nicole Smith shit who has money waiting for me on the outside and will put me in their will. You know what I'm saying? Mob wives here, I fucking come. I would kill it in that shit. Show up in my fucking fur coat. Faux fur, guys. I would never do real fur. But if I'm going to be a mob wife, show up in my fucking fur coat, diamonds. If you guys have never seen the footage of Anna Nicole Smith and her ex-husband, well, I think they're both dead. Rest in peace to Anna Nicole Smith and her husband. I forgot his name. Just look at pictures of them because they were a fucking couple. So on this website, you get all of this information and then their profile has their photos, intimate details about them, like their religion, their height, their weight, et cetera. And an entire about me that they wrote. (laughs) I copied one because I needed you guys to listen to this. This prisoner wrote, I am selfless, affectionate, and respectful, looking to meet a good woman, have a good time, and good vibes. (laughs) Honestly, that is better than 99% of bios I've read on any dating app. That's better than any bio I've read on Raya. Which, by the way, Raya let me back on because writeaprisoner.com is all I have left. And that's where I've been ever since you fucking kicked me off your app when I was only trying to give you promotion. But anyways, I thought that bio was like pretty fucking good. Oh, and their profile even says their legal marital status. So there are no secret wives. I mean, what dating app gives you that? Are there dating apps telling us like, hey, this dude has a wife or has been married this many times? No, writeaprisoner.com does. Also, dating a guy behind bars sounds crazy, but it also kind of sounds fucking incredible amazing. You got to see this guy as often or as little as you want. Well, I guess that's a lie, right? How do they decide if a prisoner gets conjugal visits and gets to like, if you got to fuck him or not? Are they like, oh, you've like, 
displayed really good behavior. You cleaned the cafeteria without being asked. You can fuck your your pen pal. I've always wondered that. But you can see them just a couple times a week and you don't ever have to worry about them cheating. And if you do get conjugal visits, you also get to fuck them. And the rest of the communication is done on the phone. Like fucking sign me the fuck up. That is the exact type of relationship I need at this stage in my life. And that's not even me being dramatic. (sighs) Okay. But in all seriousness, this is so fucking interesting. And if I'm being honest, it's kind of sweet. Of course, I think we need to stay away from the Jeffrey Dahmer types because fuck them and they can rot in hell. But like, you know, a kingpin or a jewel thief. Like I can manage that. I can deal with that. I used to shoplift. I mean, come on. They're just doing it at a higher, more advanced level, which is honestly hot that they're experts at their craft, you know, obviously not that good because uh, they are in jail and they did get caught. But these are just lonely guys looking for someone to talk to while they're paying their debts to society. And you can either find a romantic relationship there or maybe you maybe maybe it's your charity that you do for the year. You know what I mean? And again, I have been arrested and it gets really scary and it gets really fucking lonely. So it is fucking charity. I'm saying this like I did a real fucking bit. (laughs) That's really how I'm making it sound. But If anyone has done this or is going to do this after you hear this episode, please, you have to let me know. I would say DM me, but you're going to get to me way quicker by the anonymous uh, submission line because I, I need to hear about your experience from top to bottom. I am beyond intrigued. Or you know what? Maybe I'll just figure it out myself. Look, you've had a long day, your boss is annoying you, your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do, and your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration And a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostess ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. 
Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. I think it's time for SOS. Save our sleuths, questions, stories, advice from all of my fucking listeners that I love so much. And let's not waste any more time and jump the fuck in. Okay, let me just rearrange myself on my bed. Mm-hmm. That sounded sexual. Question number one. Hey, Slew, can you please talk about reverse catfishing? I don't know if this has happened to anyone else, but I had met a guy that I thought was pretty cool in person until he followed me on Instagram. His Instagram was the cringiest shit I've ever seen. And needless to say, I miss my ex now. I am recently single and I thought I could venture out, but nope, I think I'm just going to delete all socials for a while. Ooh, the reverse catfish. So basically you meet someone in person, you guys hit it off or you're into them only to find out later when you're stalking their Instagram page, they're the fucking cringiest person on planet earth. And this is what I want to say. I would not judge a guy by his social media presence if I had already met him in person and he was wonderful in person, it's it's like, would you rather be, you know, the hottest fucking girl on Instagram because you have photoshopped fucking everything and face tuned everything and da, da 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 and then in person you suck or vice versa where your Instagram doesn't really give you credit. And when you show up places, people are like, holy shit that girl is fucking stunning. It's like you set the bar low so they expect nothing. And then voila, you show up and you're fucking perfect. Amazing. I think that social media is fucking hard for dudes. I mean, if I think it's hard for me and if I have girls writing in saying, you know, what pictures should I post or what should I put in my bio or da 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 then imagine being a dude. I would be more worried if the guy that you met in person was super cool. And then when you went to his social media, his social media was on fire. I would be more concerned with his social media being on fucking fire than it being cringe. And again, cringe could mean so many different things, but if it's just that like, he's not very active on it or he has posted some embarrassing pictures, maybe a fish picture, maybe he just doesn't look as hot, give him a break. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna make him delete his fucking account anyways when you guys start dating. So like, who cares? It's like when you change a dude's wardrobe, everything is perfect except he is still rocking clothes from 10 years ago. You go in there and you fucking start dressing him. Men are Barbies. They are dolls. You dress them up and tell them what to do. Okay, next question before I get so fucking carried away. Hi, Sophia. I am newly single and I need advice on setting standards. I don't want to settle for another man that is a walking red flag that I completely ignore, but I fall head over heels so easily. How do I set standards for what I want in a relationship without being too picky and not letting someone new in? 
Okay, so to sum this up, this girl uh, ignores red flags left and right and falls head over heels super easily. And she wants to change that and have standards, but wants to make sure that she's not overly doing it and being too picky. Okay, this shit resonated with me. I wouldn't say I fall head over heels very easily, but like I'll date whoever. I I really will. If you show perseverance, if you act obsessed with me and nothing else about you is great or fascinating or even vibes with me or is something I'd want to date, I will I will completely ignore that. And I will just focus on the fact that you are into me and that you won't stop. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, boyfriend, 100%. Let's make it official tomorrow. Okay, great. Marriage. Let's go to the fucking county hall. Like I am that bitch and I'm trying to change that as well. So SLU, we're going to kind of figure this out together. But I think because you and I are similar in that way, you don't need to worry too much about being too picky because you just said so yourself. You're like, I ignore every red flag. I think you, you know, overcorrecting for that issue is going to put you at in equilibrium. You know, that's going to put you at the state you should be at. I don't see you going from being the bitch that ignores every red flag to being overly picky. I really don't. And if you are super fucking picky, there will be your perfect guy who no matter how picky you're being will come in and like sweep you off your feet. Like, I don't care if you're the pickiest motherfucker on earth and you're, you know, have it down to eye color, height and weight and where they're from and where they went to college, someone will come in and you just won't be able to help yourself. And you'll throw out your little list of all the things you want in a man out the fucking window. Okay. Next question. Life changing pussy hack. Okay. Put that on my fucking tombstone, bitch. So my best friend started taking a supplement called fenugreek and she said it made her boobs grow and her pussy smell like maple syrup. So I said, say less and started taking it. And let me tell you, maple syrup pussy. It also has a lot of other great benefits like hormone balancing and increased libido. Girls are saying it makes their pussy taste really sweet. And after being on it consistently, even their sweat smells like maple syrup. I get mine at Whole Foods, but this is seriously life-changing. Please share. Love you in the suits. Maple syrup pussy. I mean, we're ending on that fucking note. What was the supplement called? Fenugreek. Oh, okay. So my pussy tastes sweet, smells like maple syrup. So will my sweat. I'll get hornier and my hormones will be balanced. I mean, hi, I wish I would have fucking heard about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I would have given it to every single one of my friends for Christmas. Wow, look at the sleuths just sharing the love. I love how the sleuths are just not gatekeepers. I fucking love you guys. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening in this week. Thank you so much for joining me in bed. Like a little bedroom session. I will be back next week. And as always, if you want to check out the PJs I'm wearing and this fucking sleeping mask and the deranged animal I am, follow me on my social media channels. Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y. And that includes TikTok. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next week, Sleuths. Bye.